Aloha, everyone. Jeremy Vaney here, and you're listening to Our Undoing Radio. It's been a while. Oh, yes, it has. In fact, I'm thinking maybe uh, maybe I sort of do a reset episode here at the beginning. So, um, the great reset. Dun, dun, dun. So that uh, any new listeners won't be uh, missing what this show is. I've had an idea for what I wanted to do for this season for quite a while, which was um, to sort of look at TV shows and movies our undoing style and extract out of them uh, things you may not have considered before. Um, and then I, my mind just got taken over with uh, fixating on death, and I thought, okay, I can do a whole season on death. And then I started writing a book. <laughs> so uh, that took up a all of my sort of podcasting time. And for anyone who reads OurUndoing.com, you know it's taken up my OurUndoing.com essay writing time as well. So um, it's been a while. It's been too long, and I, I apologize. Um, I hope you're enjoying Peritopia, though, on this same stream. So maybe I'll throw in a dash of this and that from the two season ideas that I had in this season. Um... I also did record an episode uh, months ago, so <laughs> that'll be in here somewhere. See if you can spot it. Um, but just right up front, maybe let's uh, get reacquainted with our undoing radio um, as a perspective. And since we're trying to give that uh, flavor of what our undoing radio is about, what ourundoing.com is about, what better way, what better example to use than, in fact, uh, our undoing? Um, not because it's special, not because um, everything is perfect, as I certainly know, as I'm going along and rewriting and releasing um, publicly essays that were formerly for um, lifetime members. Uh, yeah, I could have used uh, some rewrites <laughs> on, a, on a lot of essays. So it's not perfect and all that, we get that, but... It is tackling, I guess, um, holistically, our psycho-spiritual dynamics um, in an attempt to shut the reader-slash-listener up for the brain, for the body, projecting you, the self, to see that projecting you, the self, is a fool's errand when it comes to spiritual search. And if the brain sees that, then you go away. And like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, that which you were searching for, home, becomes the case. And the reason that would even be the case is that you, the seeker, are seeking growth. You're seeking evolution. You're trying to learn something, to better yourself, to become something, quote-unquote, better. Right? Right? You're climbing them spiritual rungs on that spiritual ladder. Um, but truth is not to be gotten to through evolution and through learning and through growth. Truth is, well, usually when we speak about something like truth, without defining it, of course, <laughs> uh, we either talk about that, the rigmarole of growing into, some sort of truth, um, or waking up to it. And waking up to it is closer 
but it, even saying waking up to it still implies that you're doing something, right? You're the one waking up. You're the one giving up your sense of self as if there is a sense of self that is different from you that you are giving up. And that's not true. So really, there is no way to truth. There is for the body that is projecting you to see all of this so deeply that the body itself shuts you off, <laughs> essentially turns you off. And I know that sounds scary, but it only sounds scary from this point of view where you're you and you think like, oh, this is great. I can go through life and say that human nature is about uh, screwing up and that's just human nature and being miserable and that's all part of it and we all live in sorrow. We're all in this together and, you know, just do your best. And while that is what we do, that needn't be what we do. Because, spoiler alert, that isn't really us at our best. So when you talk about stuff like that, stuff like we do at Our Undoing, on an Our Undoing radio, um, the easiest thing to do is ignore it. Um, there's always going to be a certain percentage of listeners who tune in once and then that's it. And they're like, "Ugh!" either this, they think this is garbage, um, or they don't care or they don't like what they're hearing or whatever. They tune it out. Uh, and then there's going to be a craftier listener who listens to it and says, ah, truth, right action, right thinking. You know, all of this stuff sounds like a higher power, sounds like something I want to claim I already have so that I can look smart, so that I can look enlightened, so that I can look spiritual, so that I can sell it to people at weekend retreats. I mean, at least the first type of person is honest, right? Like, the most honest thing you can say is like, I don't get this and I don't care. Or, it's garbage, nah, who cares? But the craftier person who listens to lie about it later, that's a problem. There is an in-between of those, by the way, and that's the person who listens to such things, reads such things, and gets angry about it, and then tosses it aside. Generally, you know, don't always. Like, I, I, I've spoken about how when I first read Jiddu Krishnamurti, I got angry. I didn't toss him aside, though, because my own... Uh, Arrogance wouldn't allow me to because I realized other intelligent people, people who I consider to be geniuses, understood him. And so that must mean that I'm uh, I'm not getting something. Because when I first read you to Krishnamurti, everything coming from him was antithetical to the self, to me, and it sounded crazy, right? So there is that anger piece of it. And that anger piece of it I think stems from being someone who isn't consciously ready to hear it yet, but unconsciously is getting there. And so it's perturbing them. Like somebody who just discards it and says, ah, this is garbage and throws it away is completely unconscious. But somebody who gets angry about it and doesn't know why, well, that's somebody on the hook. <laughs> if they don't just throw it away, if they don't turn their back and run to the next thing. I mean, the thing that all three of those types of people have is running to the next thing. And then the fourth type also shares that trait of running to the next thing, and that's somebody who 
listens, who reads, and who walks away thinking, I'm learning something here. I'm growing from this. This is affecting me in a positive way. I mean, if you're going to stay trapped in duality and time and the self as a wiser and wiser passenger here on this journey, um, if that's who you're going to remain as, well, yeah, okay, better to be um, a better person <laughs> than, a, than a worse person in that, right? Better to be gaining something positive and all that. But I think we're all seeing here, we're at the end of time, human time anyway, or westernized human time anyway. Our time is up between... Um, coming ice age through global warming and our nostalgia for nuclear annihilation, I'd say we're all feeling the, the, the push here to, to birth ourselves into our full being. And it may just be a stillbirth because we may not get there. Um, and the reason is because these cultures we've erected are false cultures. They're not real. Culture comes from the earth, and these come from our mind. These come from books. So I don't know that even cultures from the land last forever. I don't think they do. But uh, cultures of the mind, of, of the human mind, seem to, uh, how you say, not just not last, but kill everything around them as they go. So there is no transcending within that bunch of systems. Um, there's no getting healthy when you're already unhealthy through other unhealthy means in an unhealthy system. Like, that just can't work. So I would say that um, our societies are, are finished and we see it. Um, perhaps our species is going to be all but annihilated and we see it. Boy, I used to know all this stuff like a decade or two ago, and and I um, played it down the middle because you never know. We could, uh, you know, you don't want to scare people and you don't want to give them false hope either. But you also don't want uh, people to just run into another reaction because this is all we do. We, we are, if nothing else, reactions. Um when truth is not the case, when the self is there, when the seeker who blocks out truth to search for truth so that the seeker can have truth and not be truth, that's what we do if we care at all. Well, that person isn't going to gain anything useful by telling them the truth. Right? So you have to couch it and say, well, I've had these visions, I've had these experiences, I've... whatever it is. And they, they've said this. They've said this is what's going to happen, and now I see the scientific data and, in fact, my own ex physical experience of uh, just being alive is bearing it out, bearing out the visionary stuff. So we're all doomed. Like, you know... What are you going to do with that? But the key to saying that is to also acknowledge that saying it at any point along the way 
isn't helpful. Like, there is no mass aha moment. There is no social aha moment. There is only ever always the individual, the person, you, sitting with yourself, turning this off, turning off everyone else, and reflecting on all this and understanding so deeply that the seeker can't find, you can't find what you're seeking because you are in the way of that which you seek. And trying to get out of the way or make yourself not be in the way is faking it. Is, and that faking it is more being in the way. Like, you want to exist. The self wants to exist. You want to exist. And even when you hear, like, the self must dissolve for truth to be the case, you still want to hang on to some hope that you can be the dissolver, right? Because obviously, you have to hear this. You have to know about it. But then you want to translate that into, oh, I must do something about it. And even when you hear, don't do anything about it, you want to find out, well, what does that mean? How do I not do anything? And the how not to is doing something. So you, as a person, as a listener, have to hear this, and yet have to understand the entirety of what's being said throughout these seasons, throughout the website, whatever it is, you have to understand it so deeply that the organism <laughs> projecting the psychological self, projecting you, the organism gets it. So that the organism stops bringing organism consciousness to bear on this issue of truth or spirituality or whatever it is, you know, enlightenment, whatever it is you want to put on there as a word. I mean, essentially what the organism is doing is creating a psychological time that mimics its own physical sense of time. That's right, folks. You're a redundancy. I'm a redundancy. And instead of seeing ourselves that way, we, uh, you know, tend to see ourselves as the aspect of us that goes on forever. We're not a redundancy. We're the part that goes on when the body dies. So in this society, we seek immortality. We want to live forever. And... Religion gives that to us on a platter, the story of it. But there are enough people that know that that's just a story, and they go, uh-oh, <laughs> but wait a minute, I want to be forever. But that, even that wanting to be forever is an expression of what you think you have to do. Uh, because you are in duality. So you think that you've got to like be forever in duality, be forever in time, be alive. Keep time going into death as a heaven, as an afterlife. Let's keep this whole thing going. The continuance. We want continuity. Right? That's what security is about. That's what conformity is about. That's what belief is about. It's what our political systems are built on. Continuity. It's what history is about. And then someone comes along and says, truth is not of that continuity. It's not of that continuum. 
So this enlightenment that you want to bring into the continuum, into the continuity, you want that to be you moving forward and hopefully immortally for forever. That's not real. <laughs> it's an expression through the unhealthy, unreal sense of the world of oneness, of non-duality. It's taking, let's say, the state that transcends and includes us and brings it to us. And when we do that, we screw it up like a funhouse mirror. We warp it. We don't see it as it really is, or we don't experience it as it really is. We don't experience it as us. We want it to be us experiencing it and then choosing not to if we want. Right? Like, we just want to be us forever. And that us forever is time's distorted, warped mirror version of timeless nowness. Does that make sense? So there is timeless nowness. And timeless nowness can come through time and separate self-sense when the body's separate self-sense which is a construct of time is not there is no more and what's amazing is i've been going on and on about this stuff now for like i don't know not quite 20 minutes maybe 18 minutes or so and um for as many people who are like, wait, shouldn't you have explained what truth is right up front? Like, what are we even talking about? I thought this was a reset. There are many more of you who aren't asking that, who never ask that, who think you know exactly what we're talking about. You've got an image in mind of what this truth is. And this is yet another way that we keep ourselves uh, alive. I was going to say from it, but... Mm, that's not even exactly true. True enough, I suppose. But the point is, <laughs> we keep ourselves alive in this by already having a definition, by saying, okay, I know what truth is. I've been around the block. I've read the books. I've seen the gurus. I've done my own whatever, inner work, meditation. And I've got a vision of what this is, or I've got a feeling about it. Therefore, that's it. But remember, we're talking about timelessness. We're talking about nowness. We're not talking about an it. We're saying it, truth is, you know, it, truth. Um, but that's just a convenience of the English language or an inconvenience. They were the same thing, really. <laughs> Convenient to speak about uh, in terms of spirituality means... An, not convenient at all, a com completely wrong from the word go, uh, facsimile or oration of truth. Um, anyway, I'm babbling now. All of this is to say, whatever it is that you have envisioned or whatever it is that you were hoping that I would say truth is, ain't going to be truth. Truth is not an explanation. I mean, this is as much as we can say. Truth isn't an explanation. Truth isn't a goal. 
truth is one's being when one is alive with truth, and then you'll know exactly what truth is. You'll be it. It won't be something that you've gained. It won't be something happening to you. It will be shining through the body. The body is of time. The psychological self-sense will no longer be a mere projection of the brain. You will be that. You will be, quote-unquote, it. And then you'll see why it's so hard to talk about, because you have to sort of tap dance around everything. Because to make anything concrete is to kill it. And you're going to kill it naturally just by talking about it, but you want it, the flavor the, the, of it, the aroma. <laughs> you don't want it to smell dead, right? You want it to sort of seem alive as you're uh, explaining these things to people because it needs to be that much alive for them to um, have any shot at understanding. That's why articulation is a delicate thing when it comes to this stuff. There has to be a sort of care and precision about it. But, you know, if you want to make any positive statement about truth, I guess you can positively, absolutely say that you're not living it right now, (laughs) right? Truth is incompatible with the psychological self. The timeless is incompatible with time on time zone terms, which is a fancy schmancy way of saying timelessness transcends and includes time. That vast intelligence, timeless intelligence, transcends and includes organic intelligence, universal intelligence, singular personal intelligence, impersonal intelligence, all of that. And so it can waft through and as you, but you can't really waft it through and as it. You can just uh, jot it down. And try, try to live by it. Create an ideal and say, I hope someday to be as good and honest and decent a person as possible. And I will strive to be, but I will stumble and fall. And that's okay, that's human nature. You'll give yourselves an out and loopholes and stuff, right? And that's what we got to do. As long as we're going to be time-bound organic uh, projection beings. (laughs) As long as we're, you know, little maggots crawling across the garbage can of life (laughs) uh sorry by the way every time i uh, laugh i i sort of jiggle the chair so i I sorry for i'm sorry for any uh background noise you may hear with this new setup i i have it's very sensitive to background noise i'm noticing um but my voice sounds spectacular doesn't it i could hear myself speak all day long Oh, but sadly, our day is coming to an end. Enough being a maggot. Let's be flies. I know. It it doesn't have the same ring to it as the butterfly cocoon analogy I'm fond of. But, uh, you know, we got to give maggots and flies their props sometimes. They're, They're only disgusting because we've deemed them so. They can't help being what they are. Any more than you or I can. Uh... This has really taken a turn, folks. Um, I'm going to call it early on this one. Maybe I'll even do an extra bonus episode this season. And then that'll make up for calling it early on this one. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but please do uh, send me your feedback 
can write to me through ourundoing.com. Um, and let me know how the audio is on this, because I'm, I'm using the same microphone that I used before, although as I've gone back just to touch up some things, I think it wasn't plugged in for most of this. I think I was accidentally going through the internal microphone of the computer, but the computer is brand spanking new. So the audio system sounds completely different to me than before, because before I had, you know, like a 2012 um, MacBook Pro uh, with those little crappy speakers. And this new MacBook Pro has highfalutin, but very deep, bassy, rich speakers. And it's hard for me to know um, if this sounds good to you, because everything sounds great through this thing. But maybe when uh, when you hear it on whatever it is you're listening to, it will sound too bassy or sound too muddy or something that I just simply can't hear because this sound system doesn't let me hear crap <laughs> the way the last one did. But maybe it sounds stellar. Maybe it's also like perfect. I don't know. So please let me know. Um, directly, my email uh, is jeremy at ourundoing.com. So if you don't want to go find the contact form, you can just write to me, jeremy at ourundoing.com. And let me know if this sounds okay. And if you like this show, if you want to keep it going, and if you like Peritopia, uh, please do leave a review wherever it is you listen to this. Um, if you're too lazy to jot down thoughts on something you like and get for free, no judgments, just passive aggressiveness on my part. Um, feel free to just leave stars, right? Because I think the more reviews it gets, especially in whatever they're calling it now. It used to be iTunes. Now I think it's Apple Podcasts, but I think that's the main source um, that people listen to this through. And then I think Spotify might be next. I'm not sure. Um, but whatever, wherever you listen to, um, I think the more reviews it gets, the more eyeballs um, the show gets in those search engines. Could be wrong about that, but definitely as the sweet psychological effect of if people see enough reviews, they go, oh, this is something to pay attention to. So as much as I enjoy being a hidden gem, <laughs> uh, or fool's gold, who knows? Um, I don't want this show to remain buried forever. So please uh, get the word out somehow, some way that this exists. Um, and even if you leave negative reviews, right? Like, I think those can be helpful. Not because I'll read them and change anything. God knows. But um, because sometimes negative reviews are so wrong that <laughs> I know that when I read them, I go, oh, okay, well, that is that does sound like something I would like. I can see why that person doesn't like it, but I think um, I think they're wrong or I think this would be right for me. You know, like I just do that with books and stuff and movies. Um, maybe it works with these here podcasts that way. I don't know. I haven't listened to a podcast on purpose in a long, long while. Um, that's it for now, folks. Ta.